Facebook Live. Hello. Hello to all of our friends on Facebook. And I know that, um, yeah, we're just trying this, trying this out. So for those of you who don't know, I have a podcast, Carving a New Path. And normally we record on Zoom and then post on places like iTunes and Spotify and Podbean and YouTube. And today, as Jeannie, is, Jeannie Dowart is such an innovator, it was like, let's just go live and do it here and then post it on all those different places. So you're here to witness our experiment. So I'll just say welcome to Carving a New Path. Um, I'll just say that my name is Andrea Hyland, in case people are listening to this who don't know me. I am the host of this show. I'll just let you know that this podcast began in 2020 in response to all the change. Thank you, Jeannie. All the change that people were experiencing. And I really wanted to talk with guests who could demonstrate the end of something and the beginning of something else. So sometimes the ending was out of their control. And sometimes it was just the evolution of their work, the evolution of their life. And what does that look like when something that, you know, you're pointed in one direction and then life happens and things change? What does that look like? So the conversations and the guests on this podcast have really listened to their inner voice and birthed new ways of being in the world. So I asked Jeannie to be a guest on this show because she has gone through different evolutions that we've shared and that um, have been really inspiring to me. And that I wanted to ask her about her life and what led her to create a virtual conference for caregivers that's coming up November 8th and 9th. So, um, well, welcome, Jeannie. And I, I'm going to just turn it over to you to tell people a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Andrea. It is such an honor to be here. And my name is Jeannie Doherty. I am a money expert for those who are seeking out a career change. I work with individuals who are like, I've got to go here. I got to go to a new place in my life. And I need this question answered. You know, if my money was no object, how am I going to get there? So that's who I primarily work with. But along the way, before I got to here to becoming a money expert, my parents both passed away from Alzheimer's. And that radically shifted my identity as a human being, as well as a daughter, as a wife, you know, as a, as a sister, it completely just moved me in a different place. And um, I think it's really important that we take some time for those who might be doing some caregiving now, or have, you know, done caregiving in the past. How has your identity shifted? And I'm not necessarily referring to the grief. I feel like grief is a separate uh, and very tender and very important piece of our evolution, but that is not what I wanted to do for my caregiver conference. Um, what I found in my experience with my parents in particular is that there were three areas that were not, if you will, taken care of or handled in a way that was seamless, not only for us, the caregivers, but also for the doctors 
And uh, for the people who were brought in who were like temporary caregivers, you know, or aides, it was always like, uh, it was trying to do what I would call triple communication. Did I tell myself? Did I tell you? Did I tell these three other people? Is it, has it been written down and has it been emailed? Can people readily, readily access, access this information? And the answer was that means more work usually on one, maybe two people in a family. And that's, that's unacceptable, in my opinion. We have got to find a way as a society to do a better job taking care of our, our aging loved ones, but also because of the families that have to do with so much work. We are totally different dynamics than we were, say, 50 years ago. 50 years ago, people still had families of four or five, maybe six or more children. So hopefully you had six kids that came to, up to an adulthood. And hopefully, you know, if you needed more care, you had children to do that. And then you had other siblings to support if there was a primary caregiver, usually oldest daughter or only daughter found. That's not true. There are definitely plenty of sons out there who have done a great deal of work. But um, it's not like that anymore. We uh, come in a place now, we also have like dual income. So people have high demanding jobs um, and they have to figure this out while raising their children and uh, preparing for their own retirement, which, you know, statistically speaking, most Americans right now have had to push off because they're trying to deal with the ever pressing problems at the moment. And I haven't even mentioned the pandemic. And, and we're still trying to find out what are the ramifications of this pandemic globally to everyone's mental health, their pocketbook, as well as their ability to find resources. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to just shake that up. You were about to say something. Go ahead, Andrew. Well, I was just going to say, I, you know, I just, I want the listeners to really think for a minute about how, if you look back generations, how things have changed in your own life, that the pandemic really did show us um, breaks in, in structure in right. everywhere, uh, you know, <laughs> money, housing, jobs, family, everything. And I wanted to just pause and think for a moment about what was it like several generations ago where, uh, like, I know that my great-grandfather and his, I say him because his wife had already died, but he lived in a compound of three houses where my aunts and uncles and their families all lived close. And so that there was the, the taking care of each other, generations taking care of each other. And so um, I, I would imagine that there's some part of your story, Jeannie, where you saw the isolation of when um, each of your parents got Alzheimer's, two different generations or two different situations, but nonetheless, the support that was missing or the um, information that wasn't there and what that, and just even the communication in the family, you know, I mean, I think also about um, like my siblings all live in totally different places in right. the world and how do we communicate with each other when there wasn't communication maybe about the day-to-day -day stuff that's going on? But I just wanted to also pause for a minute, Jeannie, and just ask you, there was something that happened. I mean, I, I'm always so fascinated on how there's a career path that we're on. Right. And something happens in that career path and 
there's the personal and, and I'll just let me just say to the listeners, I was thinking about this this morning because um, a client of mine who's an author was talking about some of the challenges of writing her book. And I said, well, that's because the topic that you've chosen is actually the thing that's falling apart in your life for ah. you to write about as part of it. So be careful what you what you put out into the universe because the universe will give you the examples. And so, you know, there are things in our lives that we don't choose and a life circumstance comes along and then we learn it from a personal point of view so that we can also then share it professionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering if you would talk a little bit about your career or how, or the intersection between your parents' situations individually and even from the profession that you were in where you might have seen clients and and that you began to understand a bigger need for this not just okay my parents are now both you know deceased so I don't need this isn't part of my life but then recognizing other people also need it and so anyway I'll just leave you you with that big rambling question question. (laughs) where it lands can you solve your life in two seconds that's right (laughs) right yeah i have given you lots of lots of space to take it i'm ready direction you want to take it in yeah so um so here's the thing one of the things i found so intriguing just about life are the outliers and i realized i was an outlier when my father got sick and um i was 17 that is when Alzheimer's hit my family first. Mm -hmm. It happened again in my early thirties, although some people say I'm 30 now, so I'm going to go with that. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, when my mother got sick and I had a career, it wasn't any easier. And the, and the way the disease manifested looked different for both of them. Uh, their ability to speak, the ability to walk, the ability to toilet themselves, all these things rapidly declined. And there was nothing that could be done to save them. This mm-hmm. disease had taken hold and there was no cure. And so it was a waiting game. And um, so this really was a scary situation for me. But when I shared it with my peers, meaning people roughly around my age or maybe just maybe 10 years older than me, they were like, no, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to talk to you about this. And so I end up having to talk to, you know, um, People who were twice my age could have been my mom um, to get the support that I needed because nobody my age could handle it. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to some colleagues. I'm For those of you who know, I'm also trained as a mental health and substance abuse counselor. It was the same thing when I spoke to my colleagues. They were mortified. They didn't know what to say. They were upset. And I was just like, oh my gosh, what is this? And I want to say this is a core piece, I think, to our loneliness. And that is we do not know how to provide empathy to ourselves, Mm -hmm. to other people, particularly if we don't like them, and to a situation or event. And this really kind of stayed with me, like, what am I missing? You know, because I, I think I went through a period of time that I I kept having people who showed up in my life that just weren't nice to me. Like, that was a thing. I I kept noticing that. And I realized that was a pattern that, um, not consciously, but I had created And I was like, oh, I could change it. I could carve a new path Mm -hmm. and have people who were empathetic to me, liked that I have a a pioneering spirit 
that I am an outlier. And I own that with love and care and compassion because if, if you don't have outliers like me, you won't survive. Mm-hmm. We are literally like, you know, the light in the very dark tunnel going, we've already been down here. We, we've seen it. We can tell you the whole maze. Um, you might want to go this way. Mm-hmm. That's the importance of this conference is to shed the light and stop separating people against I mean, I, I know it happens in families, but I'm just horrified to hear that women still aren't allowed near the finances. Only the older brother will take care of the finances. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for whose benefit? Mm-hmm. Whose benefit does this help? Um, because if you keep disempowering women and ask them to do all the care, then w- what are we doing here? You know, mm-hmm. I've seen men or sons, brothers, husbands walk away to the point that I've heard stories of them leaving their wives home alone who are very sick with Alzheimer's and the neighbors keep finding them every single day that they leave. Mm-hmm. There's no care provider. I wonder how that keeps happening. Hmm? Right. You know, it's the same thing when there's a money question for the caregiver, the maybe the daughter or the sister who's like going, well, I don't really know what to do with the money here. Do I pull this money out now out of my 401k? Do I pull it out of their 401k since I'm their financial power of attorney? How do I get their care paid for? Or what if they don't have any money? What do you do next? Mm-hmm. These are all very difficult and challenging questions. And then in our crazy hit and miss kind of conversations that we sometimes have, depending on the text, People just think it's all a mighty checklist when sometimes your checklist to hiring a caregiver or a financial person is what's going to, is really what's going to kill you because you're going for the cheap. That's your mind. You're, Cause then I know this as a, as a money expert, the money brain go for the cheapest amount. Well, we don't really like dad that much. So we're going to find the caregiver that we can pay under the table. At what cost will that be for you? Mm-hmm. You know, and, or I've seen it that they absolutely love their family members, And they want the best for them, but they're still going on the cheap because they think that's the best thing because they're scared to death if they, if they invest now in a decent caregiver that, you know, they'll have money later for something else. And it's like, well, who's making this decision? Do you have enough expertise that you can ask more questions and find a different way to handle these complex uh, situations? So I created this caregiver conference because I believe powerfully that this nexus of money, the finances, the health of you as a caregiver, as well as your aging loved one, and then the caregiving, what's available, the resources, the actual aid, or um, you know, if you're able to put them in a, in a retirement home, et cetera, I could go on and on. Do you have this all laid out? Do you have a plan? And can you course correct if the plan's not working? Because if you want to carve a new path, mm-mm. No, you will not be able to do that if you are not, if you don't have the ability to course correct. Yeah. And I mean, the thing that it really brings up for me and why I feel like this conference is so important is that, so a year or so ago, I wrote a series of taboo topics and taboo were things like grief, mental health, money. Right these conversations that we don't have. And I feel like sometimes, unless someone is even in the throes of it, which I know your conference will answer questions for people who are already caregivers, maybe feel like there just isn't a place to get their answer, their questions answered, don't have all the questions, whatever they're, you know, I understand there may be people who, and that would be great. 
come, there's, there's experts, there's a VIP, mm-hmm. you'll talk more about that, um, that people can participate in and get some questions answered. And it has become this topic that we avoid, mm-hmm. that unless you're in the situation. And so I do put it in this category of things that we don't want to talk about, or we don't think that we need to talk about. And it, it's like good to just come and hear the conversations, listen to what's going on and do a little bit of educating yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I even think, Jeannie, as I've um, been watching you build this and the experts who you have, I would even say for people who are like in my situation, I mean, I'm 67 years old. And I have daughters who are all in their 30s. And I feel like I need to lay some things out so that it's not just on them in the case that I would need support. And um, yeah, so I I just want to put that out there that I can really feel the importance of this as a topic that we need to open the doors to and educate ourselves a little bit, even if it doesn't seem like a, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm all of a sudden thinking, well, people want to watch rom-coms because there's like a happy ending in the end and all that, you know, it's like light and breezy and it's like, yeah. And sometimes you need to open the door to something that um, is maybe a topic that we we want to avoid. And there are responsible, compassionate people out there. So that's, I think that's the other piece about the identity of being a caregiver. Mm -hmm. There are families out there that are doing a great job and Mm -hmm. they still might want to show up to get more information, but the people who are crisis driven still may want to show up, but that's the problem. We make the caregiving situation more of a drama than a solution. And Mm -hmm. I really feel like when we can get into a room of qualified experts that you get to hear information, they don't know you necessarily. They don't know like meaning your financial situation, what's going on. But if you say, Hey, my mom's like 95 and I'm a little concerned, you know, and here's what we've got right now. Here's a money question I have, or here's a caregiving question I have you know, and, and getting an answer without any type of talking down to you. Cause that happens more often. Unfortunately, I've seen, um, in our society, people are like, Oh, don't you know any better? No, people have no idea. That's mm-hmm. why they're asking. And yeah. then, you know, I, I always refer to it as you're in a care seat. When, when you come to this caregiver conference, you're sitting in a seat where you're going to get the care that you need, the, the mm-hmm. information that will help you mm-hmm. instead of just like, well, I don't know, you know, cause that kind of stuff is, you know, always ends up in the emergency room anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about the people who were willing to pick up the shovel, if you will dig a little bit and then go, Oh, here we go. We got a plan because mm-hmm. I will tell you the majority of responsible caregivers will stay up more late than I care to even think about it. You know, blurry eyed on the internet, trying to Google every resource. And they'll say, that's how I figured out my, you know, my life is I just Googled it and found the resource. Okay. Well then let's be the resource that can give you the three, one, all three things. It's the trifecta. Jeannie, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but I'm wondering because you're a money expert and Mm -hmm. you've worked with people, you work with people on money. There was some point where this avenue opened up where you realized 
like could you could you talk about um <laughs> I don't know I kind of have the the image of like I was meditating one day and this thought came to me you know like what was it that that like did this kind of pivot or opened up this doorway because great question is a part of it yeah but there was something where you just said oh my gosh this is actually where I need to put my attention yeah. So yeah. after my mother died, I ended up being a federal, uh, I was a federal contractor. I was working for the federal government in mental health. Mm -hmm. And I was given a group of individuals who were older, who were trying to figure out how to retire. Mm -hmm. And so for four years, I ended up, I literally created the whole program over the questions they had. What do I do with my mom and my sister? Mm -hmm. How do I handle my dad? I'm, I'm 75 and I'm still working here in the government. If you're perfectly healthy, you're allowed to do that, by the way. Um, you know, and uh, my dad is 97 and he's doing great. We're, you know, what do we have to look forward to? You know, and it's like, you know, talk about an outlier right there. Um, and then all the other questions of like, I'm 52 and I'm sick of this place and I want to retire. And it's like, okay, well, here's what your benefits look like. If you retire today, not so good. So do you have another plan? Meaning you know, how do you make that new, uh, new path? How do you carve it? So I feel like that training ground gave me enormous amount of opportunity because I was able to share about what happened to my parents. I also, my grandfather lived to be 101. So I knew a lot of things that my mother went through because he was very stubborn. Mm -hmm. Oh, was he stubborn? And, you know, what, how could we work with somebody who knew it all, did not want to be told and wanted it his way? Like, how do you deal with that? in a way that you're not like, mm. and my mother was an only child. So there was no other support. It all came down to her. So when I was able to share those, uh, what I call little gems of wisdom, I really changed the conversation and got people moving towards action. And so when my time was up, because I was under contract um, and I moved on to, uh, to working more in the, the private sector, I was like, I don't think I should lose this information. I think I really did something with it. So I just let it on the back burner. And then uh, the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, I bet you people are really looking for answers now. But, you know, like a lot of us, we were all like, "Woo, what boat are you on here? Like, what's going on with your personal pod? Because I, I can't I remember so often in the early stages, that first year, you know, here we are on Zoom and uh, asking somebody, how are you? I'm like, I'm OK. And mm -hmm. what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> and it was like that for like 10 months. What's going on? nothing. And so instead we had to have what I call these little micro wins of, I went outside today and I walked for uh, uh, an hour and I stayed away from people so I wouldn't get sick. Mm -hmm. Remember that was a win? Yeah. Yeah. That was a win. Remember when I finally got my mask, I can go outside and go to the store and not worry. That was a win. Yeah. Yeah. So it was then I was like, well, I've got to figure this out. And so when 2023 came around, I had a conversation with a few people and I said, you know, I really want to create a caregiving conference. I don't really know how I'm going to do this, but I want to do it this year. Yeah. And so I researched the conference, you know, from the financial aspect, from the marketing and sales aspect, and then having to like, I'll never forget my first conversations of explaining what this darn thing is. Mm -hmm. And some people were like, no, I don't like the topic. Some people were like, it'll never happen. You can't put all three in the same room. And why aren't you doing grief? You don't understand the weight of the grief in, in a room, do you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do. This is this going to really sink the conference. It's not going to be something light and a little happier. Right, right. It's again, it's emphasizing the taboo. We don't talk about these things mm -hmm. or 
uh, yeah. yeah, no one's going to be interested, which is actually not true because you have how many guests do you have now? Um, I have a total of 16 presenters. I am absolutely thrilled. I found a loneliness social companion expert. I have somebody who can help you find a caregiver in really complex situations. Like maybe you have a special needs child and you have an aging parent. What do you do? Um, I've got people who are going to work with people, uh, work with individuals specifically on their nutrition. I'm a former junk food person. Like that's how I made it through both of my parents' illness. I ate a ton of junk mm -hmm. food and then I paid for it dearly later <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with my eczema because it really flared it up. But that's my point. Like I learned a lot of my own sort of mistakes. I've got people in here to sh you know, answer really important questions. Do you need to sell your home? If you're an older person, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. what, what are the bent, what are the pros and cons? Talk to somebody who can give it to you straight and not make it hard for you. Mm -hmm. Talking about self-remodeling because everyone's got a guy, but unfortunately it's not up to code. And mm -hmm. when it's not up to code, it's going to cost you a whole lot more money later. So um, having somebody who can handle, you know, a self, uh, self home remodeling kind of situation to make it like, let's make it safe for you. Let's make it affordable. Let's do that. You know, I'm going to be talking about one of my not favorite topics, but one I know well, and that is how the heck do you deal with uncooperative family members in, in a way that's going to be a, a, like what I call an elevated conversation, meaning you're not in the weeds yelling at each other. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the pitfalls that of estate planning that so many uh, caregivers miss down to you need to know about Social Security, your Medicare, long term care. Do you have it or you don't? And I'm talking about you as the caregiver. What about for your aging loved one? What can you do to get a, a possible long-term long care plan now? And yeah. if you can't, what do you do to get it done? And that's what I mean. Like these kinds of things are how we create all these bridges to get to the other side so people can get better. Families can get better. They can get stronger because the end may come and there may be nothing we can do to stop it. I know this, this happened to me in both cases, but if I had the the information now and I, that I had just, even when I was uh, a federal uh, retirement expert, you know, at the federal level, when I used to do that, um, I, I, I saved families and I don't say that lightly. I saved them from a doom that was like, Oh no, what do we do? My mom's not well. I think she's mentally ill. Okay. Here's how you get her to the doctor. Real simple stuff that was like beyond them. So I don't want to hear about people having to liquidate their 401k um, mm -hmm. because there's another strategy and we can help you find it. You know, um, it's, it's perfectly normal to want to have some type of caregiving system and plan put in place so that you can go, oh, okay. Okay. I think we can see what we can do here and making sure that your retirement plan for yourself has not gone completely off the rails, meaning, well, you'll be working until you're 80, Andrea, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. because there's no money left. And that happens. It's very well, serious. I, I feel like the topics that you have are really timely and important. And mm -hmm. there are going to be for everyone, there's going to be some that really rise to the top that are like, oh, that's the one that I that's most important. And they yeah. can listen to all of them. But I want to just kind of wrap up by number one, giving them a giving everyone a picture of like they can go to the website, they can sign up, mm -hmm. um, they can sign up for free and you mm -hmm. have an option. Um, why don't you talk about the option that there's a, a small fee 
involved, but that they can. It's a convenient and super affordable fee. I am a money expert. Let me help you out with that. Yes, answer. it is. Thank you very much. Thank so you. What, here it is. Um, you will sit in a room with 17 experts in caregiving, health and finances. Mm -hmm. We will all be able to share with you what, what it looks like right now and what changes you might need to make. I've had, I actually have a health, um, a health insurance expert. So whether you have a job, you're self-employed, um, but sometimes it's these little extra insurance plans. It's kind of like fills in the gaps. It's stuff like that. You wouldn't get that information unless you knew who this person was. And let me tell you, a lot of people just don't know who to ask. So mm -hmm. you're in this room, you are with the cream of the crop because I found them because I know the market well. Mm -hmm. And I also know what I was looking for. So you have compassionate, intelligent, super awesome people who will be able to answer your questions and give you information in real time. And yes, you can follow up with them if you'd like to hire them, if you absolutely need to. But if you, you know, if the old days are very much like, well, um, Andrew, we need to go see the attorney. So that means I have to get in the car. We have to drive maybe 45 minutes sure. to a place. And then we're going to go look at the documents. We have to make sure the notary's there on time. The attorney's ready on time. So we, this could be a three-hour process by the time we're all done. And then I get to drive you home. Okay, that's maybe a whole afternoon. And that's just one provider. I'm not saying it's not important. Don't do it. But there's got to be a faster and better way to get your information so that you can be like, oh, here's where I'm missing. Right. And okay. that's what, so that's the forum that you've created here, the conference. So there's the, if they come live November 8th or, and 9th, yeah, November 8th, yeah, they can, they can um, listen to everything for no cost. Right. And what it is, it's each individual uh, expert I will interview. They will talk about their um, a level of expertise in an amazing way, and you'll get to hear about them. And then, I, as I say, questions will be answered the next day on November 9th, which is 90 minutes. It's $147. Mm -hmm. It's a steal. I know mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely uh, where you can get the questions answered. And then when you do the 90 minutes, you can also get all the recordings for free. You get, obviously, you get all the speaker information once you sign up anyway. So don't yes. worry about that. But yeah. if you want to see what they're like in action, Get the recordings because you're not going to remember everything anyway. Nobody does. Well, it's a, it's a lot of information. And so I really encourage people to like, if you're drawn to this at all, sign up, get yeah. on the mailing list so that you'll get reminders of it happening. If you go there and you look at like, wow, I really want, there's a, like a lot here and I need this, then right away you can, you can, um, the convenient, affordable fee that is there is uh, easy to sign up. And I know that for myself, when I've gone to a conference, I usually know right away if I, um, you know, like this is information I'm going to want to listen to. I want, I want um, added there. And then, um, yeah, Jeannie. So I feel like we've given everyone a lot of information and, and um, it, this recording will be here for anyone to listen to again. And there will be the link in the description page and on Facebook, it'll be in the comments section of where you can go and find out. For the, uh, for the VIP, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And how would you, what would you like to say to people to kind of wrap up our time together? This conversation will change your life. That's mm -hmm. what I want to say. This conversation will change your life. When I gave the example, when I was very young and I had to go find basically my, you know, other mothers to tell me what to do or how to help me. Those conversations changed my life. 
So I'm here now giving back to all of you. doesn't matter what your age is because I've already walked through this and I'm going to make sure that this conversation will help you. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you, Jeannie. Thanks for being here. And thanks for this incredible offering to people and, and having the conversation and bringing people together. All right. And thanks for signing off, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I hope to see you at the conference. Okay. Bye-bye now.